재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 This week's Planet Korea Plastics They may have been the future once, but these days, plastics are a problem. In the small moments of our day, plastic containers are really convenient. A bottle of water here, a cup of coffee there. But the waste produced by plastic adds up, perhaps best embodied by that floating continent of plastic waste that we see every now and again in the news, that thing floating in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, covering a patch twice the size of Texas or so and growing. Here in Korea... We've seen a recent backup of plastic waste when Chinese recycling companies and China in general decided to stop accepting recycling of plastic imports because the process of recycling plastic simply doesn't make any more economic sense with the way plastic prices are diving. Most Koreans are on board with a global awareness which is emerging that there's too much plastic out there and we're starting to see policies and practices that may help Korea take baby steps towards a plastic-free future. Christy Chung has been on board with the Koreascape team this semester. She's a media and communications major at the University of Sydney and she's been looking into the plastic situation during her visit to Korea. She's with us now. Hey, Christy. Hi, Kurt. So are you contributing to this plastic problem in your day-to-day habits? Look, unfortunately, I am. I don't think too much about my use of plastic in my daily life. But whenever I go to a bin, whether it's recycling or normal bin, I just see the plastic in there and I feel really guilty. I mean, I'm adding to this plastic problem. Yeah, with the little drinks like bottles of water and bottles. I used to be worse than I am. I've actually pivoted towards... Um, a reusable tumbler when it comes to coffee. So that's my daily sort of planet hero kind of move is to brew my coffee and carry it in the tumbler. But a lot of people get that one, two, three cups of coffee a day because they're, you know, having a meeting at your local coffee chain. And it's hard to see on an individual level how the plastics that you are used is truly contributing to massive numbers of uh, plastic waste emissions. Exactly. You don't notice it. But if you really count the number of plastic disposable plastic cups you use every day, it adds up a lot. Let me give you some simple figures from recent reporting in Korea, for example. In 2015, Koreans used an average of 420 plastic bags per person. That's six times more than Germany and 100 times more than Finland. I do use a lot of plastic bags. It's literally just one use and it's not even um, a bin liner. It's Mm -hmm. it's tiny. It doesn't do anything else. Mm -hmm. And with all the 24-hour delivery food, fast food and coffee shops that are part of the daily life here, the plastic waste really heaps up. In fact, up until China banned plastic imports earlier this year, South Korea was sending over about 230,000 tons of plastic for recycling. Yeah, and I remember when China announced the uh, ban on uh, recycling imports, it really caused this interruption in the supply chain in a way that was kind of disruptive. I think we even did a dive in Korea on it, didn't we? Um, you know, where suddenly... Building by building, sort of apartment group by apartment group, they would tell the the residents, we can't take your plastic anymore because nobody's taking our plastic off of us. Um, And so there was a little bit of confusion for a while, and it has self-regulated a bit, but uh, plastic is stacking up here in Korea. 
I mean, it's just so costly for countries to process their own plastic and recycle it in the country itself. And we, a lot of consumers don't realize this. When they put something in the recycling bin, they think that they're doing something ethical, but it's actually being shipped off to a lot of countries. Mm-mm. And actually, at the end of the day, we don't know whether it's being recycled. So when we were exporting recyclable materials, a lot of it actually ends up in landfill. And you know, now it's got nowhere to go. And as it's often pointed out, many forms of plastic never really go away. They just break down into smaller and smaller bits, raising concerns about the drinking water and other environmental issues. So where's the sunshine on this? The 2003 banning of free plastic bags was Korea's first countermeasure against plastics. But its impact has been a drop in the bucket, to be honest. This time around, more direct action to to tackle the plastic situation is being set in motion with target deadlines. By 2020, coloured bottles will be replaced with colourless ones at shops. The total plastic usage will be reduced by 50% by 2030. I mean, these are really ambitious goals. And Mm. I think often when goals are set like this, I don't know how much they're really met. I mean, they're so far into the future and... People think that environmental problems such as this and climate change is something in the future. We don't have to deal with it now. So people are more relaxed about this than I think they should be. You know, paper boxes like juice box type of cardboard box uh, that could maybe come in as a as a way to uh, package different things that are already in plastic now. Like we don't really realize this, but a lot of paper products like paper coffee cups, they're not recyclable because they have a lining in them to keep the liquid from soaking through. Mm. And because of that, neither the paper nor the plastic is recyclable. And there's actually a lot of limitation to recycling plants. That's a reason why you can't recycle straws. They're too tiny for recycling plants to process. So that's why straws are such a big issue. And when they go into the environment, it's tiny. Um, Animals will eat it. And in fact, many brands here in Korea are on board with the movement to reduce plastic use in their business. A worldwide coffee chain has committed to stop giving out plastic straws with their drinks again by 2020 and offering sort of like a sippy cup lid instead Mm -hmm. of straws and offering paper straws if customers really need a straw and ask for it. So instead of giving it out freely, um, you'll have to ask for it. And then there are major bakery chains in Korea who have signed a voluntary agreement actually just earlier this month with the Ministry of Environment and the Korea Federation for Environmental Movement to dramatically reduce their use of plastic bags. So those pesky plastic bags that we just talked about, the tiny ones that don't really end up doing anything else, Mm -hmm. by 90 and 80%. So that's a major reduction. Yeah. But, I mean, there's still a lot of um, plastic that's going around. In fact a global sportswear brand. Mm -hmm. With all the plastic that's in the ocean, they've launched a line of shoes that's made from ocean plastics. They've gone to fish up plastic waste that's ended up in the ocean and are making trainers out of them. I think this was launched a year or two years ago um, overseas, and it's recently come into the Korean market. The term we'd use for this is upcycling. So it's a mashup of the words upgrade and recycling. So picking up things that have been thrown away, waste, and instead of breaking them down, so downcycling, which is what a lot of recycling do, Uh they turn it into something new. That sounds cool. That sounds like a lot of hipsters would be interested in that. You know, my my sneakers came from that big raft of plastic floating out in the middle of the ocean. I'm making a difference. Exactly. That patch in the Pacific Ocean just floating twice the size of Texas. So 
upcycling, I haven't heard that too often. I mean, it, like you said, upgrade in the form of higher end consumer products and it gets、uh, re-sculpted and reshaped into、uh, sort of artistic exhibitions, right? Yeah, actually, there's a beach combing festival that's becoming quite trendy in Jeju. So people have been going to this festival and picking up waste from the beach to make art out of it. They're picking up waste material and turning it into pieces of art. Other movements like this include、um, Red Cross's movement. So it's not art per se, but this week they've launched a campaign for the reduction in use of disposable products, such as, of course, plastic. And there's an emphasis on education. So going beyond creating a clean environment right now. So cleaning up、uh, beaches, clean up movements, but also making sure that there's a consciousness on taking care of the natural world so that people know what they're meant to be doing. And it's not a band aid solution, but to fix it from the very beginning.、Mm-hmm. It's amazing how fast plastics has become、uh, a problem. That little line that I、uh, quoted at the very top when I、um, started to talk to you, it's from, a, it's from a movie. It's from The Graduate, which shows、uh, Dustin Hoffman、mm-hmm. as、uh, a young guy graduating high school、uh, sometime around the 1960s. And one of his neighborhood friends pulls him aside and says, I got one word for you for the future plastics. And that's an iconic、right. line in, for a Hollywood movie, right? Yeah. It's, it shows the optimism back then that plastics were going to change everything. And I suppose it has, right? Because when you go, when you drive a car, when you fly an airplane,、yep. uh, the whole reason that these things are aerodynamic and the whole reason they're affordable is because they are. Filled with higher end plastics and very dense plastics. So it's, I guess it's all about finding a balance between plastics where they are critical and useful and getting rid of this culture of disposable plastic. Indeed, it's not about getting rid of plastics completely. There's too much in our lives right now for us to cut out all sources of plastic.、Mm-hmm. I think the plastic free movement is more about. Reducing and stopping the use of disposable plastics, like what we talked about the plastic bags, plastic cups that get used once and are thrown away, plastic utensils. There, is going to, there are going to be new technologies that come along. This, the store of the future, you know, you're probably going to、uh, load up something that will deliver autonomously your、uh, groceries to your place, you know, and you don't need all of these little micro packages to carry it along. But that's, that's in the distant future. We're looking at the、uh, present, right? I mean, supermarkets have to discourage people from taking plastic bags. Paper helps, I guess.、Um, but a lot of the stuff at supermarkets is wrapped in plastic, it's, it's, it's intrinsic to the supply chain in a way. Well, let's get into what Korea can do and what it is doing on this plastics problem. Yes, to help us get a better understanding of Korea's efforts to reduce plastic waste and the regulations involved, I had a conversation with Kim c h u n i the Vice Secretary General from the Korea Foundation for Environmental Movements. They're heading up a nationwide plastic free campaign in Korea, and she's here to give us the background on how her organization has been involved. <music> Recycling is quite strictly regulated in households, so I know that you get a fine if you don't recycle properly within your own house. But in public spaces, recycling options are either non existent, so a lot of bins are just normal bins, there's no option to recycle, or they're faced with non compliance, and people often just throw whatever into the recycling bins. What do you think can be done to fix that? I think, in terms of public space, I think,、uh, there is a、uh, little waste. 
has been collected, but they wish to learn something from German case in Germany. Colored waste bin uh, were put in place at the public space. For example, yellow color should be paper. Purple color should be plastic, things like that. But in Korea, we do not have a system in the public space. That's number one. Secondly, I think fine should be put in place. I believe if people will get fine, they will try to do better things. That's the second. And third one is, I think culturally we need to understand cultural behavior things. Understanding is, for example, German people, they are saying something when they see somebody's wrong behavior to throw away wrong beans. But in Korea, even though people see somebody's wrong behavior to throw away wrong bean, we do not say anything. I want to move on to the zero plastic campaign that you guys are running recently. Can you tell me about the campaign? When we start this campaign, we set the three goals. The firstly, to raise public awareness on harmful plastics. And secondly, to redirect government policy toward plastic general society with participation of corporations and citizens. Thirdly, to spread out the concept of the circular economy to the society. That is our third goal. What we have done so far were to have mobilized citizens monitoring group and monitor the 130 coffee shops. And also uh, we approached the local government, for example, Tongyang KFEM, they agreed ECO MOU with the Tongyang Federation of Fisheries Cooperatives, which is SUYOP. And also uh, we are suggesting zero waste Tongyang. Zero waste Jeonju, like this, let them do some action. And then we, com- we compile all together, and then we are giving the information to the Ministry of Environment, and then they will say something to local government, or they will say something to corporations, through the result that our monitoring groups. So you mentioned briefly when we were having a chat about the use of incinerators yeah. in um, creating energy. Can you tell me a bit more about that? Is it, can it be considered renewable energy? The renewable energy means energy coming from solar, sun, wind like that. But the, normally the, the waste from energy from waste management, also uh, we can call it the uh, sort of the renewable energy mm-hmm. because it doesn't come from coal power. But in Korea, the generally our energy, renewable energy percentage is quite low comparing to other countries. So that's why... Uh, Lee Myung-bak's government, he made many facilities in South Korea to make the energy from waste management. Mm-hmm. But in order to make the energy from incinerator, quite clean plastic bag should be go there. But so many facilities put in place in Korea, that's why even dirty plastic bags mm-hmm. Go to the incinerator. Because there's such an oversupply yeah. due to the previous government yeah. that all sorts of waste, dirty plastic bags, whatever, are going Everything in. go there. Mm. So we were saying that's not the clean energy, but the last 10 years, uh, they do not listen to our voices. Mm. And also, it from the facilities, there is a fine particles and also air pollution. So that's why... Whenever that facilities will be constructed in the local area, all the local area reach the boys, and then we look into the uh, local struggle, mm-hmm. and then we got to know that's not the real renewable energy. 
In terms of recycling and reducing waste, do you think the onus on reducing waste should be on individuals or does the government and corporation need to take the lead? I think reducing waste is not a chicken or egg question. I think all recyclers should be together. Of course, government and corporation, they should take the lead, but without the citizens' participation, how can it make the difference? So without the citizens' awareness or, or without the citizens' participation, even though something already being done, such as law and things like that, nothing happened. Christy, a lot of this kind of comes down to culture, doesn't it? I mean, it's um, the whatever the day-to-day culture in a certain place is with regards to using items, throwing them away. So I think what needs to change is there needs to be a radical change in how we see disposable material and how we consume things. And I think this change, well, personally, it can't just come from individual consumers because having to take a tumbler, fork, your own bag, I mean, how many people are going to do that, especially if they're busy, if they have a lot of work to do? That's going to be the last thing on their minds. It's interesting you say that because there's pressure points and incentive points that can be top down. Um, You know, if there's some sort of subsidy or some sort of encouragement for, say, large coffee chains to offer even a small discount. People seem to go for that. It's true. I do want to see the whole culture changing as in we sit down more to drink coffee. So there's less of a need to pick up a plastic cup or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, cup that you can move around and drink on the go. And without radical change on a structural level from the government, from corporations, really doing something to not give out plastics anymore. Mm. If it's convenient, people are going to do it. And change can happen for a while, but how long is it going to stay? You were talking about upcycling as well. I mean, you that's sort of a an artistic way or a creative way to change minds, right? Yes. I mean, right now, before there's this sort of structural change, there are some people who are doing some really creative things with the waste generated, making things like art and usable products, furniture from things that have been thrown away. Upcycling is becoming quite the trend. And we talked to Kang Jin-suk, the head of Kwangmyeon Upcycles Art Centre. Let's hear from her. It's an interesting idea to turn waste and use it in another way. Um, where did that idea of turning waste into art come from? Is there a difference between junk art and upcycled art? Are they connected? Actually, the, there is no junk in art scene now in, uh, with upcycled art. But I think I can say like the junk art a little bit focused on the shape by the material, like mm-hmm. the animal shape with the, the old tire or mm-hmm. something. But this upcycle art, the artist usually uh, want to show or give some message about uh, sustainability or the criticize our our interest industrial consumption society. So I I think is the upcycle art has some the layered not like the junk art. And where do you source these materials? A lot of place, a lot of chance to get some the material for the upcycle art. Mm-hmm. But especially artists want to show the, as I said, in some industrial consumption society. So that means they just use some plastic mm-hmm. or some, some cable from the smartphone. Mm-hmm. We uh, also collect some material from the, mm-hmm. our community or neighborhood, like a big 
big company or the some big uh, import and export company mm-hmm. usually they use regularly the the wood pallet Oh, so yes. we collected the wood pallet and make into the the small furniture in the classes. Oh. It's very uh, meaningful and very entertaining to them. Can you tell me a bit more about the classes that you run? What do people learn from them? First of all, they are very surprised they can make with a material who the which is uh, thrown away or even themselves. <laughs> So it's like the jean, actually. It's a lot of jean in your closet. So they can make uh, the small bag or some handbag with the, the jeans. And very beautiful and very designing and artist. And in the first of all, they think is they can make their own their hands. It's very... Um, fulfillment or very um, very achievement they think yeah they feel a sense of achievement yes. and then sense. after that they can they can start to think they can uh, use any material in their life so even when they throw away some plastic bottle they think again is mindset a little bit changed by yeah. the the class yeah what do you think Korea, I guess, as a country or the government, what can they do to help this culture of consumption where so much is thrown away so quickly and there's a lot of packaging? There's a lot of way they can do for the sustainability or some eco-friendly life. But the government built like this kind of institution to help people understand what is upcycle mm-hmm. and how can do the upcycle in their part. Then another way is, you know, the upcycle or the postponed thrown away. That thing is that we need some collected waste material or resource properly. Mm-hmm. But we did it already. But, you know, the... Uh, from the the people, they couldn't throw away. They very um, divided it, mm-hmm. but um, actually we cannot use that material. Oh. So we need new or more proper system to collect right. from the material. So that's very important. So that's why we're gonna make some institution next year to be kind of warehouse uh-huh. for the uh, waste material. So people can go there and drop their things off before it's damaged, I guess? Yes. In the process of throwing it away? Yes. So, uh, for example, we collect the damaged uh, furniture for the big company, and then we repair, uh-huh. and then we, we donated some the community centre for the children or the senior. That can do by the government institution as well. Upcycling. It sounds like a cool kind of thing. Would you be interested in upcycling classes, Christy? Definitely. I mean, the feeling of achievement of hammering boxes that would have gone to waste and making my own furniture... I would love to have my own furniture. You know, we did a thing before in the garment district. There is a young fashion designer who turns around old scraps that all of the big garment companies sort of get rid of. And she makes these really cool products out of them. And she uses that as a platform to educate not just the manufacturers, but the consumers that there are inherent waste problems in how we consume and how we produce. 
I can see the role of upcyclers and upcycle education facilities as being kind of similar where, you know, yeah, we make cool sculptures and we make cool furniture, but at the same time, sort of baked into the whole process is this education about how wasteful our plastic economy is. Exactly. It's never just about the art, although, of course, the art is super fine, I assume. Mm -hmm. Um, It's all about learning how much we're using, how much we're throwing away. Well, reduce, reuse, recycle. It's got to be a change in the basic ethos and the basic culture. Maybe we've put a dent in that. I hope when I see you tomorrow morning, you're bringing in a tumbler. Uh, I'll just use my hands. (laughs) Yeah, that might sound be a little bit painful. (laughs) Christy, thanks a lot for uh, coming in. I'll see you soon. See you soon.